You're listening to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. This is Justin Shee, and we have with us Megan Mulholland. She's a local poet and English professor at Hudson Valley Community College. Her collection of poetry titled Crossing the Divide was released just last year, and she'll be the featured poet during the third Thursday Poetry Night at the Albany Social Justice Center this Thursday, October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So to start off, um, how did you first get into poetry? Um, I was thinking about that. I won a high school English award, and my mother bought me a typewriter as a reward. And that pretty much um, helped me chart my path to uh, being an English major in college. Speaking of college, um, were there any uh, teachers, professors, or any other type of people that were influential in leading you along this path? Yes, there were many. Um, I graduated early from high school and I decided to do that sort of late in the semester. So I immediately went to Plattsburgh State um, and the English department there was so good. I didn't want to transfer anywhere else. I had just incredible professors there. Um, and then at Binghamton University, um, Liz Rosenberg was my thesis advisor. And then at UAlbany, uh, Jennifer Fleischner was a brilliant person I got to work with. Um, and she actually said um, that sometimes the stuff of poetry uh, is sort of swept under the carpet. And the poets are the ones who see what has filtered down through the floorboards and sift through that. Because uh, we're all trying to um, to express the human condition, but it's not all immediately um, attractive or accessible. So you have to sort of mine a little bit for poetry sometimes. So going on that, um, you're a professor at uh, Hudson Valley Community College. Um, right. Do you think that your experience in teaching literature and um, seeing your students writing has influenced how you write in any way? Yes, definitely. Um, I was also thinking about that too. Some of my work has literally been written in between classes as I'm walking from building to building because students do inspire you so much. And another thing is I'm able to give them, like I can see on the page, they're hinting at something or they want to explore something, but they're a little timid about putting it down. So I say like, you know, the page can't talk back. You can talk to the page, but the page isn't going to talk back to you. So you can say whatever you want to that page, you know, and that way they start to um, open up and really fully express themselves. I can't tell you how um, impressed I am every semester with my creative writers. As a recent college graduate myself and um, as somebody who uh, dabbles in poetry, I know that a lot of uh, my professors have definitely influenced me in that kind of way. That's great. That's what we're all trying to do. And in your collection of poems, Crossing the Divide, um, you combine poetry together with photographs um, to try and create a sort of connection with your uh, late father. Yeah. Um, uh, in what way would you say that uh, poetry and photography are intertwined? Well, for me, they're very, very closely linked. So I lost my father when I was an infant, so I actually never knew him. But I did know his, you know, hundreds, thousands of photographs um, and slides. He was a hobby photographer. And 
Um, through the years, they, you know, were stored out of order and um, in all different types of ways. So I made it my project to um, put them in chronological order and save them uh, digitally. So that whole process really helped me to um, sort of chart his life and chart his life with my mother and with um, my siblings. So it was really um, a great way for me to gain perspective and also to make something positive out of out of an absence. So um, would you say that poetry beyond being just a literary art form is also a visual one as well? Yeah, I I do think that. And in some of my poems, I've actually um, created the type adjacent or over top of an image. Um, and that's one of my favorite things to do, actually, um, to you know, have an inter-arts kind of poem. It's very freeing and, you know, much less linear than the way we normally think about poems. And not only are you a poet, but um, you're also a writer of fiction and nonfiction as well. Uh, can you tell me more about that? Um, I've done some book reviews. I've done uh, creative nonfiction. One of my um, stories was inspired by uh, an Irish aunt, and it was um, Maria talking back to James Joyce. And that was a fun story to write, and that um, received some notoriety. I was happy about that. Anytime I can work in my Irish heritage or my family, I'm happy. I don't know if they are, but I am. Uh... That sounds interesting. What story was that? It was called Maria Addresses Mr. James Joyce. I'll have to <laughs> read that one. So on top of uh, reading this Thursday at the Social Justice Center, uh, you also read a few weeks back at the Hudson Valley Writers Guild, and you'll be reading next month at the Albany Public Library. Right, yeah. Uh, so what do you think you get out of events like featured writings and open mics and that kind of stuff? Um, well, that first one that you spoke about was um, a culmination of poets submitting their short poems to artists who created works of art from them. And I had never done anything like that before. So with the Hudson Valley Writers Guild, um, Dan Wilcox organized the whole thing. And it was just so much fun and such a different way to appreciate both art and poetry. Um, and it was really well attended and everybody just seemed to love that um, coupling of, of painting and poetry. And uh, what kind of uh, content do you have planned for um, the reading this Thursday? I think I'm going to read from Crossing the Divide, my new book, and I'll read poems about my father interspersed with some about my mother as well. I, I think I'll probably focus on the poems about my father with the photographs where I sort of enter a relationship with him through the photographs. Well, um, if you want mind, I would love to hear one of your poems. Oh, sure. So this is a little different one. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but it's, um, it's um, machinery in the back garden um, behind the house where I grew up. Um, and it inspired this poem for me. It's called Lay the Tracks, Jack. Jack is my father's name. Lay the tracks, Jack, clickety-clack, forward and back, you've got to stack with Tyson Steel. Here, where you can feel the earth beneath, heave with the weight of the rails, pound them down, son, joined end to end. I watch you pretend you are the foreman, 
found an outer warning from the back of the garden. That was beautiful. I loved how like rhythmic that was. Yeah, he was very much into photography and very much into trains. Can you speak more about um, that kind of like familial past? Well, it was his hobby since uh, childhood. He was always interested in trains and um, even into his adulthood, um, which is part of the reason I did sort of like this more playful poem. Um, like he would stop, you know, on any trip or um, journey and photograph, you know, antique trains or trolleys or, um, you know, pursue this hobby of his uh, well into adulthood. So I also liken in this volume, my brothers and sisters to train cars and him to the engineer um, who was sort of leading our family. So um, the the fact that we lost him so early also uh, has sort of a uh, an element of catastrophe. So I also think about and bring into the writing, you know, accidents on the railroad. At least you're able to make something beautiful out of um, oh. what may be considered a tragic event. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, uh, that ring was fantastic. Uh, so thank you for reading and uh, thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. This has been Justin Chi for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine speaking with Megan Mulholland. You can hear more of Megan's poems at the Albany Social Justice Center this Thursday at 7.30 p.m.